there is a God. And he is alive. In him we live. And we survive. And from dust, God created man. Then he stopped. <laughs> Said, that's enough of creation. The best thing that I've created is man. Good morning. Who is this with you? This is your mother. And this is your sister. You didn't want to come all the way up here, did you? Yes, you did? Okay, well, good, because she looked like she was pulling you. And, and who was this? Lord, Henry. God bless you. You can stay with this guy for 57 years. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Brother Don, how long? Two years. That's all right. He ain't started yet. Keep. See that lady over there? That's his pretty wife. In 50, let's see. 55 years, I'll come back up and see how they doing. Good morning. Good to see everybody. I know everybody had a good Thanksgiving because you look happy and, 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 and you look full. Amen. Amen. Those of you who are visiting who may not be a member of the Church of Christ, we say welcome. We're happy you're here. And we decided that you decide to come and be with us. And those of you from another congregation, it's good to see you. And those of us who labor here, we expect to see you on Lord's Day. Amen. Brother Davis, you had a good week with the family. Praise God. Yes, sir. Beautiful. Amen. All right. That's beautiful. Everybody had family, and that, that was good. They ate everything. <laughs> not, not really. I uh, this year I had a new daughter-in-law came over, and a new grandbaby girl, and she was. Everybody was just happy, and um, I was kind of sad getting up, and then I called my sister because everybody in South Carolina was over at my sister's eating, having fun, and, and I was cooking. But then when the kids came and the grandkids, I felt better. And then about, I guess, 8.30 or 9 o'clock, they head out, and I got hungry again. I went in the kitchen where the food was, what they didn't eat at 4 o'clock. They took with them. 
children. I know, for 57 years. I said to my wife, I said, did you fix something for us? She said, my stomach's full. (laughs) They took everything. I called them back and said, could y'all make me a plate and bring it back? They didn't answer. Children, what you going to do? But Thanksgiving, we gave thanks that we were all safe and God bless us. And it's good to be here this morning because in spite of us, God blesses us to to be here and to have church family in a city where you have no other family except except church family. It's a blessing. So it's so good to see all of you this morning. I'm about finished with the with the lesson this morning because I'm still struggling with they didn't leave no food so pray for me pray for me Hebrews chapter 1 I think I I gave him 6 and 7 but I need 5 and 6 I need Five and six. Sister Stevens, how was Thanksgiving? Did you have any sweet potato pie? I don't like it. You don't. That's that's good. Because when she make it, bring me yours. Did you had some cake? Yeah. Not not a lot of dessert. Not a, I'm not a really a big cake. But during the holiday, I love you. Because the things you don't like, I love. If I didn't, if I can do stop eating sweets, I'll be better. But that's good. You ready to get started? All right. Hebrews chapter one, verse five. The Bible says, are we ready? For unto which of the angels said he at any time, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he began the first begotten into the world, he said, and let all the angels of God worship him. I was listening to the news this week and they killed the cop over in West Baltimore and they haven't caught the person who killed the cop. And then, you know, as 
time goes on, in the city, the award is like almost a quarter million dollars. So the street folks are saying, that has to come from inside. Cost for a quarter million dollars in the city, they'll tell on their mother. I just listen. I just listen. But I begin to think most of the time when there's something going on in the family, it comes from inside of the family. Inside of the family could do more damage to the family than anything else. And, 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 and that, Brother Worley, is the same thing with the church. There was a time when I, I, I became, first came into the Lord's body over 40 years ago. We worried about those outside of the church. But now we have to worry about those inside of the church. And how is the church going to survive? I don't worry about the church as much as I do about congregations. Because the church is going to be here. But congregations struggle because of what's going on inside of the church. Now we have members inside of the church buy on to that Jesus wasn't always there. That he came into existence. Never mind what the scripture says. When you buy on to something that you know there is no proof, it's a danger to anything. I told the church last week, my youngest son is moving back in for six months before he moved. He said to California, but he's going to be there six months. And six months and a day, he got to move. <laughs> so it doesn't matter where he goes. He said California. So, so but we laid down the ground rules because the house is peaceful. All right, brother. Now, but on Wednesday when he moved, I'm expecting the house to still be peaceful. Same thing with the church. 
the church is peaceful before we got in. And what God expects us to do once we in to remain peaceful. But when someone decided to look up the word begotten and says it's the beginning or the start of something, I believe that if you open a dictionary, you can find the definition but not, may not be applicable to what the author intends. So when we look up a word, not only look it up in Webster, but see what was the author thinking about when he brought this word into existence. The text says, For unto which of the angels he said at any time, Thou art my son. Members of the Lord's body believe that this is the first existence of Jesus. Can't be. John starts off his gospel saying, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. So it was in the beginning. Now, it doesn't take a genius to understand the beginning. The beginning is when something started. And the Bible says in John 1 and 14, that word became life and dwelled among men. God, in the beginning, spoke the world into existence. So, find out when the beginning was and find out who was there and you'll find Jesus long before Jesus was born in a manger. And then the church, I, I'm talking about inside the body of Christ. The church Members of the body want to put a color on God. Now, just think for a moment. Everybody wants God to look like them. You know, nothing wrong. Now, nothing wrong with that. However, we're not talking about me and Brother Dorn. Right. We're talking about God 
himself. And if you take two people of one ethnic group, it's hard for them to have a child of another, look like another ethnic group. Let, let me help you. Y'all looking like y'all don't understand. 57 years of marriage. And if they had a child, the child is not going to look like Sister Davis. The child is going to look like Brother Davis. See, y'all act like Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. It's hard for them to have a biological child to look like Sister Davis. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. But it's not impossible for them to have a child Look like Brother Davis. Mm -hmm. Amen. Am I, you with me? That's right. Jesus didn't have a biological father, but he had a biological mother. So when you want to plan essenticity, on Jesus, don't go to the father, but go to the mother. Now, if Mary had woolly hair, look like me, then Jesus could be that way. But if he didn't, then you got to go say Jesus was the complexion of his mother. But when we want something in the scripture to pull more towards us, we put in the things that makes it that way. Just me. I don't care if he was as green as Brother Davis's shirt. Yeah. As long as Jesus did the things that the Bible said he did. Because if He's God in the flesh and God in the spirit. What, ma what matter? What does matter? What color he is? He loves you. Doesn't matter how you look. 
because he's not concerned about your skin color, but concerned about the inward man that he says. For which, watch what the text says, for which of the angels said he at any time that thou art my son, and this day I have begotten thee. Now, if you want to know and see what is going on, always go back to where that occur in the first place. In, in Psalms chapter number one, Psalms chapter 2. See, what Jesus is trying, what, what the Hebrew writer wants us to know, that Jesus Christ is superior to the angels. That Jesus Christ is superior to the prophet. That Jesus Christ is superior to Moses. So the Hebrew writer starts off saying by... God at sundry time in divers manner spake in time past by the prophet. But in these last days, he speaks unto us through his son, him being in his likeness, in his where, in his, in his image. That's who God is. And Jesus Christ is the very image of God. In Psalms chapter 2, in Psalms chapter 2, and verse number 7, let's, I think that's what I want. Psalms chapter 2, and verse 6, what, what does the Bible say? In Psalms 2, and verse 6, let, let's see what the psalmist says, because you need to understand what is going on. In Psalms chapter 2, and verse 7, the Bible says, I will declare, that's it, I will declare thee, I will declare the decree that the Lord has says unto me that thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Now, what is going on here? God is appointing David king over Israel. God, when God wants a king, God appoints a king. Verse number eight, verse seven says, I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me that thou art what? my son, and this day I have begotten thee. I am going to appoint you, my son, and this day I begotten thee. Flip over to Second Samuel. Chapter number seven. In Second Samuel, chapter seven. 
Because, see, what I want to do is just lay this foundation on what the Hebrew writer is trying to help us to see. And in 2 Samuel chapter number 7, that's what I said? 2 Samuel chapter 7 and verse number 12. Uh-huh. 2 Samuel 7 and verse number 12. Watch what the Bible says. The Bible says, and when thy day being filled, Thou shalt, what? Sleep with thy father. And I will set up thee, uh, what? A seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy, what? Bowels. And I will, what? Establish a kingdom. Verse 13 said, and he shall, what? Build a house for my name. And I will, what? Establish a throne of, of his kingdom forever. Watch verse 14. And I will what? Be his father. And he shall what? Be my son. If he what? Committed iniquity. I will chasten him with a rod. And I would what? And with the stripes of the children. Watch what God says. God says, I will establish a kingdom in my name. Now, when, God, are you going to do this? When the fullness of the time shall come. So what the Hebrew writer goes, the Hebrew writer comes back and the Hebrew writer says, God, which of the angels did God ever say at any time, thou art my son, this day I begotten thee. When God was, when the fullness of time and when God was about to establish and set up his kingdom on earth, he anointed and appointed Jesus Christ as king. There is no kingdom without a king. And if the king is over the kingdom, that king is ruler of what goes on in the kingdom. If Jesus first came on the stage in Bethlehem, he could not be the king. Now, how do you know that? In Ephesians chapter 1, the Bible said, Be God, and God had a meeting before the foundation of the world that the kingdom would be set up in Christ's name even before God made man. And 
He waited until the right time to set up his kingdom. Why? Have you ever wondered? Why did God wait it until 2,000 years ago to set up his kingdom? I don't know. I'll ask him when I get to heaven. But the Bible says right at the right time, God is going to set up his kingdom. And so, you know, Christians, because of things that are happening in our lifetime, we think we just start living in the last days. They said, well, homosexual is going rapid. They've always been homosexual. That's what Paul wrote in Romans 1. A man sleeping with a man. That's just didn't it started. You might have just finding out about it. But Paul wrote that back in Romans 1, 2,000 years ago. They say people are killing every, everywhere you look, there's murder. That just didn't start it. Didn't Cain kill Abel? Brothers and sisters, these things are not just happening. We've always been living in the last days. But the issue is most of the stuff is now coming inside the Lord's church. We in the Lord's church have to worry about members inside the Lord's church. You know, it's sad in Texas that young man went in there and killed all of those people in Charleston at the Bible study. It's coming. It just hadn't gotten here yet. And we cannot wait until it got here to until it gets here to make preparation. What family want to bring their young parents, want to bring their young children into worship and got to worry if they're going to walk out? I'm looking at an exit row on a place where I should have peace and serenity. If there's no peace in God's house, where are we going to find peace? Then it's no longer about the folks outside the house. It's the folks on the inside of the house. And the reason being because we are fastly going away from the word of God. Sister Holtz, how are you doing? The heart is ticking. Amen. My daughter-in-law came by. She wanted some coffee. My wife, she don't, she drinks coffee, she buys it up the street. I don't know why. 15 years, I sold coffee. So there's always some type of coffee in the house. 
I said, well, we got coffee, but it's ground. Got to put it in a pot. Boy, I'm a southern person. Southern people don't use in instant coffee. <laughs> they don't use quick cooking grits. Are you what true blooded southern person? Hey, they wanted to boil and smell it. My daughter-in-law said, well, how long does it take for the coffee? She ain't been my daughter-in-law a year, so I'm impressing her. So I went to the store and got her some instant coffee. Put it in. Don't smell nothing. Say, how's the coffee? It's good. There's no smell to it. Why don't you just take some water and color it? That's all. Coffee got the brew. Yeah. All right. All right. And that's what we want in the church. We want the church to be instant. It got to brew, sisters. It got to brew, brothers. You don't just walk in it one day and get everything that the Lord is trying to tell us. It takes time. I was cooking breakfast. I put the grits on before I went to the store. I said, y'all, don't worry about the grits. Don't touch it. It's, I know it's going to take 20 minutes. That's right. I boil some water and put some. No. You want to hit plucking in the pot. And when I got back, my son said, Dad, is it almost? I said, three more minutes. Why? Because if you want things that has some substance, it takes some time to achieve it. Same thing with the gospel. You can't come in one week and expect to know everything. Sometimes we just need to sit down with the Bible and open it and study the word of God so you can know what God is saying. Christianity ain't instant. It took from the time God made the world until Calvary. To God to pay the price for our sins. Everything is on an iPad in the telephone. How many people got a landline? What is that? Yeah. Yeah, I got a landline. And don't even ask who got a rotary phone in here. They don't even know what that is. Now I'm driving down the road and I just talk. And it's texting and I just sent it. I had to get a new phone because they laugh at my flip phone. But you know one thing? I never drop a call on my flip phone. They can't. 
Nobody ever hacked me on my flip phone. Now they got everything on their phone. And, 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 and when they lose their phone, everything, they wonder why. Because everything is so instant and convenient. I went to Hawaii and I lost my phone. I had to call my aunt to tell my wife I lost my phone. Why? I don't remember her phone number. Y'all laughing at me. How many of you know your, know your spouse number? Yeah, three people. Five. The rest of you going to do like me. Call somebody. My aunt number I haven't changed in 57 years. H077317. Now it's H77317. Hadn't changed. And that's the only number I remember. And then she got mad at me when I got back home. How do you call your aunt and then call me? I don't remember your number. You bought me a phone that I don't have to remember numbers because it's stored in it. You can't store a number in a rotary. So they have put Jesus into a category that he he is not God. Even the Jehovah Witness say he is a God. But members of the Lord's church don't want to say that Jesus is God. Because if Jesus is God, they have to do some things they don't want to do. So what's happening? Here's what's happening. We have gone about to do things our way. We have left the things that brought us to where we are today. If it ain't cyber, it's too slow. If it's not where I could grab my iPad, find what it is, I don't need it. I'm all for technology. I am all for technology. I believe if, if we don't have technology, the world will leave us behind. But I still believe in just flipping my pages. You know, it's something about it. My son said, Dad, why don't you, you still writing checks? Yes. That's old-fashioned. Thank you. So when you ask me for a check, I'm not writing it. <laughs> Hackers are everywhere you want. Everything they own is on that cell phone. If I'm sending you something, you're getting a check. If you don't want to go to the bank, 
and please don't snap it on your phone and deposit it because you're not going to see nothing. Go to the bank and cash it or tear it up. But brothers and sisters, in my 42 years in the Lord's, Lord's body, I've never been more concerned about the congregation than I am today. Because it's not from the outside that we have to worry about. It is from the inside that we have to worry about. In, in Acts chapter 20, and then I'm done. You remember when Paul, the Bible said he was bound for Jerusalem and he met the elders at Ephesus and he told them that none of you going to see my face ever again. And he says unto them, after my departure, wolves are going to come in wolves from the outside and he said but that's not it that's not really the only problem but you have to worry about those from the inside then he gave them a solution he said watch the flock Take care of the flock and take care of yourself. In Acts 20 and 37, they said, but they wept of the apostles saying that they're never going to see his face again. Let's, let's look at this. Acts 20. Acts 20. Acts 20. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I, I just want to make one point here, and I'm done. Acts 20 and verse number 37. The Bible says, And they all wept sore and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him. 38 says, sorrowful over all for the word which he's spoken, that they shall never see his face no more. I think you missed it. I, I think we missed it. When it was time for the apostle to say goodbye, he told them that he was going to die. No question. But he also told them that after his departure, wolves would come in. And if that's not bad enough, men will rise up from in and raise disciples after themselves. But when it was time to say goodbye, they wept for the wrong problem. 
They cried for the wrong thing. They were more concerned about a problem they can do nothing with. The apostle was going to die. Ain't nothing they could do about that. But the problem of the wolves, the problem of those who are coming in, they could do something about that. But they didn't think about that problem. They were more concerned about a problem they couldn't do nothing with. Isn't that fitting? We are more concerned about a problem we can do nothing with instead of a problem that if we take some time, we can do. Be watchful. Be vigilant. Watch your flock. Watch yourself. See? Nothing, nothing they could do about the apostle dying. He was going home to be with the Lord. But they could do something about the wolves that are coming externally and the problem that were coming internally. Do something about the things you can do something about and not worry about the things you can't control. Right. Maybe you're here today. You're not a member of the Lord's church. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Believe with all your heart Christ died for you and that he was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ, and we'll baptize you in water for the remission of your sin. And if you're a member of the Lord's church, be watchful. Be vigilant. Take care of the problems that we can do something about. Don't let people just tell you anything. Jesus is still God. And he has always been God. And he will always be God. Yesterday, today, and forever. Now, nobody told you when you come out that water, everything was going to be peaches and cream. But he told you, I will never give you no more than you could handle. And if you put your faith in God, sure, we're going to get bumpy roads. But I guarantee you, around the bend, it smooths out again. Would you come as we together stand and sing the song that has been selected? <laughs>